Hi, welcome back to another episode of this podcast. I'm Alan, a co-founder of Science Humanitarian, and today I am joined by our Vice President Sophia. We are a student-led international nonprofit based in New York with an emphasis on accessibility, embracing diversity, and inclusion through science. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, make sure to check out some of our other episodes on the monkeypox outbreak, artificial intelligence, and climate change. Be sure to also check out our sponsors, State of the Pod from Cornell University, after this episode. The topic of this episode will be CRISPR, which stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeat, and it is a form of gene editing. There are three categories of gene editing CRISPR can perform, and this includes insertion, deletion, and or disruption. This tool has been increasingly used throughout the years, and it is projected to only increase in popularity as its global market value is expected to skyrocket by 22.3% in 2027, reaching a value of $9.2 billion. In nature, CRISPR is a repeated genetic sequence found in many prokaryotes and bacteria, and they protect these organisms by cleaving the nucleic acids of invasive viruses through the adaptive immune system. However, we did not discover this until a few decades ago, as it is still a relatively novel tool. Sophia, would you like to provide a brief overview of CRISPR's history? I would love to, Alan. So interestingly, the discovery of CRISPR was a complete accident that occurred in 1987. A Japanese scientist accidentally cloned an unusual repeating sequence in E. coli that has spatial sequences, which are homogeneous to sequences from phage or plasma DNA inserted into the sequence at intervals. Then, in 1993, a scientist discovered different spatial sequences in mycobacterium tuberculosis. Soon, these sequences were termed CRISPR by two scientists after the sequences were found in the genomes of various archaea and bacteria. Upon its discovery, CRISPR was believed to be a novel mechanism for repairing the genome of arches and bacteria. Then, in the early 2000s, Mokia made a breakthrough. Prokaryotes were immune to viral infections if the spatial sequences exhibited homogeneous genes to that of the infecting virus. Those spatial sequences corresponding to the infecting virus in the content of the CRISPR genome would be transcribed to short CRISPR RNA, which guides the CRISPR-associated sequence, also known as CAS, protein to cleave the complementary viral DNA, RNA, or proteins depending on the type of CRISPR-CAS function. In 2012, several scientists working in conjunction with each other discovered that if a guide RNA was synthetically made in the lab to target a specific sequence in a genome, then the CRISPR-CAS system will be exploited to alter that system, either silencing it or activating it by introducing or removing sequences from that sequence. CRISPR gene editing has evolved to make solutions easier, faster, cheaper, and more applicable to many fields. Many researchers have been testing CRISPR across multiple species. However, recent advancement was concluded, and it demonstrated that CRISPR can edit endothelial genes to obtain vascular diseases and reverse genetic roles of the skeleton formation. These genes are primarily responsible for regulating the blood. This is critical to study because skeleton formation is involved with maintaining the body morphology and protection. Now that we have explored CRISPR's history, let's focus on its present. Right now, CRISPR is used by a variety of research laboratories to synthesize cell and animal models for different diseases like blood cancers, 
which accelerates the rate at which we deepen our understanding of these diseases, including its pathology. Today, CRISPR is most commonly utilized to correct any mutations that occur in the genes that may result in a disease. Most laboratories are applying CRISPR to clinical uses in hopes of establishing therapies and developing further understanding for genetic disorders. Throughout time, CRISPR has made significant advancements from reducing the spread of malaria to engineering agriculture to combat climate change to the application of CRISPR in human trials as a therapeutic agent. For example, at the University of Pennsylvania, many researchers applied CRISPR to genetically engineer immune cells to fight tumors from cancer. Stuckmore, MD, I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong, has been editing immune T cells to target the cancer cells and has discovered this technique to be effective against multiple blood cancers. Stuckmore was then able to remove three genes of the patient's T cell and add another gene to lengthen the span of the immune cell from nine months to a year with minimum negative effects. Another instance was when Christian Happy, a biologist at the African Center of Excellence for Genomics of Infectious Diseases in Nigeria, applied CRISPR to detect diseases, which was able to detect SARS-CoV-2 a few weeks during the arrival of the pandemic in Nigeria. From this, Dr. Happy was able to establish tests that required no on-site equipment or training. Besides using CRISPR to combat human diseases, it can also be used to modify food. For example, many laboratory researchers at Dr. Martin Lab applied CRISPR to generate a tomato plant that will express vitamin D when exposed to sunlight. Besides such food modifications, many researchers also believe that it can remove allergens from common foods like nuts. However, Austin Keeler, PhD, at the University of Virginia, claims that CRISPR implicates many issues that are not replicating the reality of many subjects. Furthermore, CRISPR has developed safety concerns. When applying CRISPR as a treatment for human diseases, CRISPR may target a non-specific location within DNA, causing other diseases or damage to the cell. It is still unclear what these errors may result in, as a lack of research has been conducted around this focus. Another concern is that CRISPR is still not studied enough to the point where we understand how to regulate CRISPR. In the United States, the government has not prohibited the use of CRISPR in lab protocols. It is considered legal in the U.S. and it is allowed to be applied in hospitals as clinical trials and biotech companies who are involved with clinics are also able to use CRISPR. Therefore, only geneticists or medical researchers are eligible to use CRISPR. CRISPR is allowed to be performed on edible mushrooms, corn, mice, and monkeys. However, in such countries like Albania, Belarus, or Croatia, the use of CRISPR is illegal and banned. Although CRISPR is currently the most widely used genome editing tool, there is a lot of controversy surrounding its uses. The largest concerns are centered around its uses on human embryos and human germline cells, as it can lead to undesirable changes that can be passed down for generations, damaging the human gene pool. Studies have suggested that these changes can result in impairment of cells' capacity to fight against diseases like cancer 
among other damages to the cell that are not fully understood yet. Sophia, has anyone ever used CRISPR on human germline cells or human embryos? And if so, what were the repercussions for their actions? Yes, Alan. One of the biggest scandals with the use of CRISPR was in 2018 when a Chinese scientist genetically altered human embryos, in which he claimed that the alteration provided immunity against HIV. This acted on national regulations on biomedical research and medical ethics, resulting in 18 months in prison among having to pay a large fine. His action prompted intense debates among the scientific community to increase restrictions on CRISPR usage. It is currently unknown when CRISPR will be officially legal to be experimented on in humans, but we do know today that it is illegal. Despite many researchers testing CRISPR as a therapeutic agent across many human diseases or the complaints of limitations that are prevalent in CRISPR, CRISPR has actually been successful in the application to cure blindness. Researchers used CRISPR to restore enzymes that would prevent the death of proteins. In return, this would restore vision and improve the vision of elderly people. An exam was performed in mice where they were experimented to perform head movements in response to visual stimuli. Results depict that the mice that received CRISPR demonstrated typical behavior as a healthy mice. Another test was performed measuring their behavior to a water maze. Once again, the mice that received CRISPR performed similarly to the healthy mice. After a series of exams, researchers are reaching closer to confirming that CRISPR gene editing is a therapeutic agent that will restore any vision loss in humans. In the future, researchers and scientists predict that CRISPR will become approved as a therapeutic medical agent for human diseases. They are also hopeful that it will be used to modify more crops, like tomatoes, thereby producing more productive and effective crops that will become resistant to diseases and climate change. As CRISPR quickly accelerates, researchers also predict that it will be used and experimented for mental illnesses. CRISPR gene editing will be used to prevent and cure diseases by changing damaging DNA to healthy DNA variants in the future. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. We look forward to seeing you in the next one.